Welcome to Awakening Matters. I am your host, Cynthia Sloan. I have the extreme pleasure of going into different dimensions that we all exist in and then sharing it with you, dimensions that you might have met me in, and then we all get to talk about it because where you are and where I am is the illusion of space. And when you think about something or feel something, it goes into a emotional library where humanity has access not only to itself, but each other. And today, I'm going to be talking about these experiences that I have recently had that reminded me of those moments where we go from a very singular form of thinking. We start the day, maybe some of us have lists for the day, maybe some of us have goals, um, and we go through all these different um, tasks to reach those goals and accomplish those things. And um, sometimes if we are open to it, um, we will surprise ourselves because nothing happens to you without your permission, good or bad. Nothing happens to you without your permission. So what does that mean? It means that when you are surprised and delighted and ecstatic and happy, uh, you participated in that experience. Let me put it to you differently. Let's say you get some really good news. The way you react to that news has to include your permission to allow your positive, excited, uh, vibrational frequency, emotional frequency to come to the surface. So you're, of course, well, maybe not. Maybe sometimes there's uh, an experience you have that's very joyful, but you don't trust it. I mean, there are all there are so many different um, outcomes or possibilities. But what I am here to remind you of, if it resonates, if it doesn't, throw it out. This is just my experience that I get to share with you, and that is is that when we have an experience like I had, which I'll go ahead and share with you that I had the realization that in order to have had that experience, I had to not only be open to it, but I had to allow myself to remain in it long after it happened. Why? You know how we have experiences like we have friends or we we go on a date or we talk to your boss or whatever it is, and long after that experience, you're thinking about it. You're remembering it. You're thinking, oh, I should have said this. Why didn't they do that? So it's not unlike that, except it is a little bit different in that long after I have experiences that are um, universal and take me out of my humanity and into the reminder that we are so much bigger then our humanity, and we are connected to an expansiveness that goes on and on, that there is no end. Um, that 
after an experience like that, I don't go into a thought form of, well, I could have experienced it this way or I should have experienced it that way. No, instead, I become very quiet and I allow myself to continue to receive information from the experience itself. So I'm going to go into the experience and then what happened after. So I am, I've just finished doing a, a psychic reading for someone. I get in the car and I get on the freeway and I am just driving home. My mind is kind of clear. I'm not feeling anything, just pure love and joy. And I look straight up, a little bit to the left, and I see this incredible cloud formation. I mean, really just stunning. I'm going to try and give you a visual. So it's white, and the sky is like blue around it, above it, certainly, and it's perfectly circular, but it's not only circular, and it's not circular in the form that that it is um, like a donut, like there's a um, empty middle. It's circular in the form of like um, it has a very thick, very visual um, edge to it that goes all the way around, and it's like a demarcation point in that there is an edge on the outside and then on the inner side. And that goes all the way around. Looks like, let's say, a big, big, thick rope, for lack of a better visual. And then in the center of it, white. So the whole thing is white. I mean, brilliant white, like the brightest white you'd ever seen, which later on I did think, wow, I didn't have my sunglasses on. It didn't hurt my eyes. How interesting. But, um... My humanity popped in there for a second. So I'm looking at this thing, and I kid you not, the center of it is not only white, but it has um, all of these, um, let's see, how do I describe it? It looks like cotton formation, like it looks like big, thick cotton, um, but it's in like as if you took a cotton line and you stretched it. So it was one arm after another arm after another arm. So all these white, thick, thick, thick uh, arms, if you will. <laughs> no, stay with me. It's worth it. I promise. So, so I'm looking at this magnificent, odd, beautiful, strange, lovely, incredible presence. And oh my gosh, did it have a presence? And all of a sudden, it's directly in front of me. I'm sure the freeway curves here and there, and all of a sudden, it's directly in front of me. And I kid you not, all of a sudden, the sky goes away, the earth plane goes away, so sky disappears, earth disappears, and all that surrounds me is this form. And I felt zero fear zero concern. In fact, I remember now not even thinking about the fact that I was driving on a freeway. It was like not even a thought. It wasn't even an afterthought. It was just, I was so present in the moment. And I remember using <laughs> the steering wheel 
to propel me forward, my head past the steering wheel, so I could look up into, again, the sky is gone, and this thing is just all around me, and it is like a visual symphony. It is like a visual orchestra of a stillness and a sound of oneness, if you will, or of consciousness and its continuum in all form. And so this went on for a while. In fact, I clocked it later and I was like, wow, for about 20 to 25 minutes, I was not driving. I was not watching the road. I was an irresponsible human (laughs) or not. I mean, who needs to judge it? What? No, I was in the moment and felt completely safe and felt, again, not even interested in the vehicle or, or the steering wheel. I was just in the experience and it was like, it was like the other experiences that I've had. I've been so blessed to have when I have gone out of body and when I've experienced as well, looking at the formation of anything from a mountain to a cloud or anything that exists or is participating in that which exists. And I look at it and I realize that it is not only a consciousness, but it recognizes that I am consciousness recognizing itself in return. And then this beautiful, um, expansive cellular dialogue happens where every cell in my being was at home. Not that this formation, this incredible cloud formation um, was home, but that I was home within myself in the alignment of the discovery of the beauty and extraordinary love and light and presence. I mean, how can I put it any other way? The presence of this even made the sky itself say, well, let me move aside because this formation is beautiful. So it's like the presence was so strong. The presence of what? The presence of light, the presence of, you know what it was? It was the presence of any form knowing its reason, purpose, and itself. Not over another person or over another form or having to experience its power by, um, again, having any over or whatever. It was a presence in awareness of itself and allowing itself to be witnessed in that consciousness. So what happens? What happens is, for me anyway, that's the only person I can speak about, is that it takes these moments where you, for me, it's not even a moment. I step outside of time. I step outside of my name. I step outside of my life. I step outside of my history, and I move into my universal self. And what does that mean? It means that at the time at any time that we are having a human experience, we are focused on that as the experience of ourselves, but that is not our totality. 
we are just experiencing the, um, I'll put it this way, we are on the stage of our life and we are experiencing the props. So you're not your body. The props aren't what defines you. You are not limited here. You are unlimited and you are so much bigger than the stage of your life, the props, and the other players in it. You are extraordinary. Do we forget that sometimes? Oh, yes, we do. But when we remember, we come back to that memory with a level and a degree of grounded, anchored clarity, appreciation, and these experiences that thankfully I continue to have take us out of our head, out of wondering about the future, et cetera, and into a greater truth about us. And so I had that experience for like 20, 25 minutes. I remember being in total bliss. I mean, the words really that I'm using are limited in their ability to express what I was experiencing because it was so much bigger than these words can hold. I mean, even the words themselves are going, please, not even close. (laughs) Forget about it. But I was experiencing bliss. And so I am now, okay, so now I had this experience of like being surrounded by all this light and this beauty, this choreography of, universal expansion, recognizing that I am and that this is, that we are all a part of each other. And so then I'm in the car and I'm driving and there's not a sound to be heard. It is silent in the car. And I am in total bliss. And I'm driving and I'm thinking, um, I'm not thinking, rather. I'm driving and I'm just being. Oh, my gosh, those moments, have you had them where instead of thinking, you're just being and you don't have to try. You're not trying to distract yourself. You're not trying to count down in meditation. You're not trying to distract yourself. You're just being. And in that beingness, for me, I recognized, oh, my gosh, I feel so free in this moment. Nothing matters. Nothing in that moment, of course, other than I was realigned to driving the vehicle, which was fine, by the way, not a car on the road. Very interesting, but except mine. Um, And then whatever that was. But anyway, (laughs) so I'm feeling so much bliss and I tune into my cells, the cells that make up my body um, and they're vibrating. And so there's a conversation going on, and that's what I'm going to move into as well, is the fact that we are all part of a conversation, but oftentimes the expanded conversation of matter, of vibration, of frequency, of spirituality, metaphysics, of um, passion, what your passion is, what your focus is, etc., is 
often not spoken about. And does that mean there's not a conversation happening? No. It means that you're not tuned in. You're not focused there. It's like a movie projector, and you're watching a movie over there while something over there is happening. And that's okay. That's okay. We are all here to have the experience of growth, of clarity, most importantly, to know oneself, to awaken, and to have the experience of falling back into love with yourself. And in doing so, recognizing that you are free because once you fall back into love with yourself, assuming that you departed that, and if you haven't, I applaud you, um, truly, but once you fall back into love with yourself, there is no fear of loss. There is only the deeper understanding that what matters dwells within you, dwells within your cells, and that everything that you've experienced up until that moment, maybe not everything, I don't think everything that we experience all the time is with reason and purpose. I know there are a lot of teachers out there and a lot of people that go, every single moment that you have in your life matters and is important. Um, I don't think it's unimportant, but is it necessary to go through some things over and over and over? Um, I think it depends on your soul evolution, your hall of records, your soul contracts, who you are as a soul, etc. And most importantly, that your free will is intact and you return to yourself. And once you do... Um, that which matters um, remains with you. And does it mean that which mattered prior to that was not with you? No, not at all. It means that once you calibrate, navigate, rebalancing, and integrating with that which was, as an example, without form but communicating with me, Cause me to then remember that I am communicating on a cellular, vibrational, and universal level. So even when we're not focused there, there's communication happening. Communication is life. And so what I say to you about that is, after that experience, as I was driving, I kept experiencing more and more and more. What does that mean? I mean that as I was quiet and still and in bliss, I started experiencing a greater fullness within me, a greater sense of connectedness um, from that moment to all that is, was around me, etc., and a feeling of peace that the journey that I just took outside of time, returning to time, was one that I allowed myself to have instead of going, oh, cool, um, cloud, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, instead, I was in awe of it, and therefore the sky and the earth disappeared, and all of a sudden I was in it. Um, and so my conversation leads to communication. You know, Today I was stopped at a stoplight and I looked over and I saw 
a cement sidewalk, and next to it, I saw broken parts, small little stones or broken parts of cement next to it, all done very much planned. So it was um, it was a planned community, if you will. But what I realized when I looked at the smooth cement versus the broken pieces was this, that the smooth consciousness of the cement, and now all I've had to um, eat tonight are vegetables and I've had water. I'm saying that as a precursor to what I'm about to say, but that the cement was the smoothness of the cement was communicating within itself in regards to the broken up pieces and the broken up pieces of that consciousness were communicating, communicating and having the experience uh, of a different version of itself with the cement, not unlike, by the way, the fact that a desk made out of wood, I had the ability to see that the wood itself had not forgotten where it came from. That consciousness, even though it was holding a different form, had not forgotten where it originated from, who it was surrounded by, sky, earth, everything in between. And so here's what I'm saying is that we are all record keepers, but we are record keepers that are communicators, and that everything around us is communicating with itself and each other. And to be able to hear that, to know that, to tune into that, or to even see it is um, a gift beyond words. And at the same time, well, no, it's a gift and it's something that I am in awe of all the time. It's not something you ever, or that I, I'll say, ever get, uh, oh, look at the skies talking to the earth, <laughs> big deal. No, it's something that you are, I am in awe about because, not because I'm separate from it, but because, again, it's a reminder that we are so much bigger than we give ourselves permission to acknowledge Sometimes because the people in our lives are uncomfortable with it. Sometimes because we're uncomfortable with how to hold that. And sometimes because, hey, you know what? (laughs) My soul records, I'm saying talking about somebody else or other people, my hall of records this time around, I'm, I'm coming in to be a dense spot. So don't bother me with the communication between the sky and the earth plane. I don't care. Let me just sit here and read the DMV manual. Not that the DMV manual is um, dense. It's needed and very important, but just an example. So um, we all have different experiences being here, and we all have different reasons for being here. Um, Our soul evolution is not necessarily the same for you or for me or for the person next to you or for even your family members or those who have passed on, etc. Where you are at, though, at all times, you have the free will to change your mind, to change your trajectory, to change your focus, to um, shift, to awaken, to grow, to expand, and to dwell from a place of 
When I say knowing, it doesn't mean, oh, okay, I'm done. I know everything, and I don't need any more, but thanks. Not at all. It means the opposite. It means I know myself, and I am a walking, living, breathing library of desire to know more and to experience more and to love myself in doing so, not to block myself from doing so. And so, so as we experience our lives, I invite you to remember and make it your own, put it in your own words or visual so that you can feel a support system that is far bigger then, so if you have an incredible group of friends, you are so blessed. If you have a big family and you feel loved, you are blessed. If you have, um, and I say that you are blessed because I come from an experience of not having either. And so um, it doesn't mean, oh, you had a great, I'm not feeling bad for myself now. Oh, yeah, I really did previously. (laughs) But in the soul evolution of everything, you hope um, that you go full circle and you return to yourself. And so I'm saying to you that the knowledge that you matter, whether you're sitting alone or whether you have an incredible group of friends or family, Please don't deny yourself moments like I had where, I mean, not making your my moment yours, but moments that take your breath away, moments where you are in awe, moments where something so much bigger reminds you that you are part of something so much bigger. And also, if you are with your friends or family or whatever's going on, I can only hope for you. I don't have one regret, not one regret, zero, in fact, of all the times, and thankfully, I am blessed for so many experiences that took my breath away throughout my life, and whether I was with one person or 10, I would talk about it in the moment. I mean, I couldn't help it, and it's still true to this day. I have the experience, and I'm like, whoa, You know, and I am outside of time and space. It's just, I'm so grateful for that part of me that did not shut down or go away. However, if that part of you did shut down and go away, it did not go away and leave you. It's there for you to call forth and bring back. It's there for you to trust. And most importantly, to love yourself enough to give yourself permission to have authentic moments, to have authentic interactions that maybe, just maybe, and maybe not, but the maybe part is what I'm focused on, awakens, helps, inspires, excites the people around you. Okay, so the other day I was in a store. I was uh, looking for a um, some this thing I wanted to buy, 
And I completely, I, I can't even tell you, I completely turn the corner and I'm completely overwhelmed in the best, most incredible way by these dogs that were like incredible. They were like otherworldly. They were dogs who had, I mean, all dog, all animals are. I'm a huge animal lover. So, but these dogs were two dogs in particular that when I turned the corner, I was like, whoa, because I see auras, et cetera. I was like internally, wow, these two dogs um, have not forgotten that they are part of a much bigger picture, that they are universal, that they are here with a bigger reason and purpose, and that is to spread love, but also to um, communicate as much as possible, et cetera. So I'm standing in line, but I'm watching these two dogs that were on a flatbed that this man was pushing with wheels on it. Well, I didn't say a word right away. And these two dogs turned and looked at me, and I saw them looking at me, and then I spoke, and I was, you know, um, really very, how do I put it kindly? I was very loud. Very loud. Think about it later, and I laughed because I was very loud. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're both stunning, incredible beings!" And it was like a heart connection. They jumped off of their owner's flatbed and came running over to me, and all of a sudden, I had all these people in a circle around me, and myself and these two dogs were in the center of the circle and we were just in another time and place. We were just having this love fest of universal vibrational communication that went far beyond. You're so cute. And so are you. How old are your dogs, et cetera. The dogs, I mean, were so cute, et cetera. Um, the guy was too, but uh, I didn't ask him how old he was. <laughs> and so um, the guy came over, the owner, and he was just as light-filled and kind and love-filled and just loved the whole display. And it was my whole point in mentioning it is my ability, I hope you will give yourselves permission to have, which is, yes, be focused on why you went in the store and what you're doing or where you're going and what's next. But if you're in a car and you see a cloud that is extraordinary, go ahead and give yourself permission to be in awe of it. If you're in a store and you see two dogs and they come running at you, give yourself permission to step away from the symmetry of your list to a new alignment where your heart just flies open and you experience yourself expanding in the moment. And you are just, like when I was communicating with those dogs, I, in that moment, it was like, what store, what people? I mean, when I actually looked up and looked around, I was a little surprised, um, but still smiling and laughing and enjoying the moment. So enjoy your moments. You know, there are many of us in our humanity, drinking water, um, that we plan our moments. I mean, it's natural to do so. We often 
let me put it differently. We sometimes leave out the special moments for somebody else. I'll have those when I get married. I'll have those when, um, when I finish my book. I'll have those here, there, etc. Um, you can plan all you want, but please, I invite you because my own life I don't, I, I'm inviting you to not just enjoy the moments, but participate in them as though you are part of that moment, um, because you have to make a choice. And when that shows up, you have to make a choice because it'll either be a moment that, um, well, maybe you just go, wow, that was the best moment in my day, but it lingers. Um, or you have an experience that's, you can't even explain. You're going, oh, yeah, I was in bliss. And you're going, wow, that doesn't even touch it. Um, plan your moments accordingly to what you want to accomplish. Absolutely, of course. But be available for the moments that have planned you into them, for the experiences that your spirit council, your hall of records, your soul contracts um, have aligned for you and with you for you to have um, and let yourself have them because that those experiences, no matter how much hate, uh, difficulty, pain, suffering you have endured, those moments expand you far beyond those people and that those experiences and to put you right back into a place of uh, a much bigger love than any experience that you thought, rightfully so, would destroy you. And so I say remain open uh, to moments. Look around. Be present in that moment. And that's the other thing is the difference between so many people are distracted by not only the moment, but what's going on for them most likely in the future and how to secure safety, well-being, etc. If it is, if you are in a war-torn country, your spirit guides have doubled in numbers and they are surrounding you. If you are in a abusive relationship, if you're in a relationship and they betrayed you and you trusted them with all your heart and, most importantly, you were vulnerable to a degree and in a way because you trusted them where you told them everything, you emptied out your vault, your inner vault was emptied out and strewn about in that relationship because you trusted that person with everything about you. And then you were in, I mean, betrayed at a level and to a degree that you truly did not think you would survive. Truly. And we've all had those moments where, well, hopefully not the moment I just talked about, which was one of my moments, but um, we've all had in our hum humanity moments where our breath, we get our breath knocked out of us, not because we are in awe, but because 
we can't even see the road before us because the road within us and behind us is has even lost its form. And even in those moments, your spirit council, your loved ones on the other side, um, your own soul, which is very much a part of who you are, which is present at all times, your soul contracts, your guides, your angels, again, beings on the other side, the entire universe is with you. One of the things that I'll say about that is I've had enough experiences in my life at this juncture to know that, and I can't speak about it as a knowing because it became one, um, that I had so many universal beings try and get my attention, by the way. By the way, you're like, yeah, how good could she be if she was betrayed in a relationship? Oh, no, 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 no. The heart, the heart wants what the eyes and the mind are trying to tell the heart not to see. I know there's a saying that goes similar, but I wasn't trying to get to that one. So the heart wants what the heart wants. And, um, but I had the universe literally manifest in front of me during that time, that very dark, extremely dark period for me. Um, well, I've talked about it before, but in a nutshell, I was driving down the street and um, my life was dissolving around me. Everything that I knew and trusted was being ripped away from me. And so I was driving down the street, and I looked in my rearview mirror. There was a Jeep that stopped in the middle of the street. A woman got out of the Jeep with a dog, and she was holding the dog's collar. And long story short, I got out of my car. And I walked over to her, and she said, basically, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. And in that moment, looking at her and looking at the dog, and they're both looking back at me, um, I realized, wait a second, this is a, a moment of spirit, universe, trying to tell me, you have to make a choice. And so my point is, is that spirit reached out to me in that way. And um, in the moment, you know, earlier I was saying we're a part of everything that happens to us. In that moment where, where that manifestation happened right in front of me, and there was such clarity from those two beings looking at me going, you have to make a choice almost a desperation. You have to make a choice. And I was like, okay. But I still, I couldn't join the clarity or the process in that moment. But of course, everything is an opportunity to learn from. Later on, I looked back and I thought, oh, wow, had I made a different choice, things would have gone much better for me. Um, but clearly, I couldn't join that then. I didn't understand and I wasn't ready, et cetera. And so I say to you, 
where is this all going? It's all returning back to this cloud formation. And what this cloud formation represented and represents is that even in the middle of chaos, there is beauty to be found, that even in the middle of massive chaos, in your world, beyond your world, there is beauty at the same time. The wood in the desk is now a desk, but the wood in the desk remembers the consciousness of that wood, the soul of that wood. Yes, I said the soul of that wood. Every form has a soul. Um, Again, the stage of our life is maybe this life, and the props on it are what you look like, everything around you, etc., and then who you truly are is the consciousness and the soul as one. And when you pass, you simply, I've had four death experiences, you simply return to that higher consciousness and soul body without the props. And that in itself is um, an extraordinary journey. Wow. Um, and so I say to you that, first of all, if you're still tuning in, <laughs> if you are tuning in, then the message to you personally right now is you are so much bigger than your fears. And what awaits you on the other side of your fears is self-love and a knowing that is bigger and deeper than any of your fears could take away from you. And maybe, maybe your fear is a gift to you so that you will choose yourself and not the fear. Basically, choose to love yourself and not let the fear block you from that love. Um, so, with that said, I will bring it to a close. And what I will say to you is that there are so many formations everywhere. Um, that are aware of each other, not for a second, not even for a moment, think, I mean, of course you can, but that a mountain is unaware of the earth plane that it's on, that the mountain is unaware of the sky uh, consciousness, that the sky is unaware of everything. Um, if you are here, think about for just a moment that everything else that is here that you are witnessing, whether it is nature, whether it's the animal kingdom, whatever it is that you are witnessing, whether it's a, a tree, water, etc., has a consciousness as well and is in communication with itself and its surroundings and always striving to return to balance. I can say completely and fully the love that you seek from another is the love that you have to give to yourself. The love that you seek for another is the love that dwells within you and wants to love you right now. And so I say to you that 
your greatest journey is with that first step in saying, okay, all the parts of me that I don't like or that others don't like or whatever is blocking you from that, become the person that you want to bring into your life. Become the person and become the love that you want to receive. Why? Because then you're communicating with your environment and the consciousness of humanity and you are saying, meet me here. Meet me in this place of love. You're not saying, come to me and fill me and then make sure it stays full. You're saying, meet me in this place of fullness and together, let's dance. So I, I say much love to you and so much light to you. And may we always be there for one another. And may you know if you are harshly judging or judging harshly another, it's because there's a place within you that you are withholding love. And so know that your purpose and reason for being is not only to love yourself, but in turn to be able to love others. You can love another person, which means you are detached to judgment. You are detached to anything other than maybe a clarity of understanding. Um, And so I invite you to offer yourself in relationship to people that rub you the wrong way. Loving yourself, me, doesn't mean I have to love everybody, even those who tried to destroy me. No, not at all. But love yourself enough to no longer engage with those who do not love themselves. And you can tell if somebody does not love themselves if they are extremely or even minimally um, unavailable and judgmental and just plain cranky or dense. And so I send blessings to each and every one of you. I thank you for your emails and your texts and your messages. And um, in two weeks, we'll be covering, I say we, myself and you, we'll be covering what vibration and sacred geometry have in common with physical matter and how it is awake and aware of itself and aware of its reason and purpose and how it partners with you. Fascinating, really, really fascinating stuff. Okay, so much love and bye for just now.